Hello and welcome to episode 26 of Just Keep Writing. A podcast for writers, by writers, to keep you writing. I'm Marshall. And I'm Nick. What's up, buddy? How you doing? It's Christmas Eve soon. Uh, mm, <laughs> T minus, my kids can't wait. Oh, man. I'll tell you what, dude. I, it snuck up on me real quick. Like the weekend went by and I'm like, oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. Woke up this morning. I was like, okay, so Christmas Eve is tomorrow. So I have to do a lot of stuff today. It's uh, <laughs> it's not even a sneak up. Like I've known it was coming, but I've been more excited about my time off from work. Right. Than actually Christmas. <laughs> and, you know, I just figured out how much, you know, we've spent on Christmas and it's stupid. So I'll be saving mm-hmm. up starting next week uh, for next year's Christmas. For next Christmas. <laughs> That's about right, dude. I mean, we've, we've done a bunch of stuff. We're, you know, things happen behind the scenes and stuff. My kids are in the other room, so we're just, uh, you know, prepping things and getting everything ready. Got my family coming in tomorrow. I'm doing a crab dinner. I bought a bunch of crab this morning. I'm ready, dude. So Ooh, I that's love exciting. It. Yeah, love it. Yeah, I got, tomorrow I got to pack up the kids, and we're going to go, well, first we're going to eat dinner, Christmas mm-hmm. Eve dinner at my soon-to-be in-laws, and then we're taking the kids, and we're going to go up to my brother's to eat another dinner and watch football and open up, um, do a gift exchange with them. Nice. And then Christmas Day is all at my in-law's house and hanging out and playing with the new toys. Sounds awesome, dude. Yeah, dude. I I I feel like I'm ready, but there's like a couple little things I haven't told anybody about yet. Um, so <laughs> you can't say it, but I can. Yeah, you can say it because they can't hear you. So for everyone that, you know, for you guys, Marshall for the last, what, six weeks? Yeah, roughly a month, month, a little over a month. Yeah has been planning a D&D campaign for his children. Mm. Um, wife and kids. Oh, wife and kids. Yeah. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's been planning this, and unfortunately, <laughs> he keeps watching TV episodes with D&D in it and getting <laughs> shit from his wife. And it's hilarious to hear, because he'll text me about it. Like, like She like has legit, no idea. Like legit shit. Like, you should have done this. Like, my kids are like, well, I've always wanted to. And all this. I was like, Really? This wasn't, it, wasn't it your son that came up to you the other day about it too? Yeah. Seriously. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I can't even tell you. I'm like, oh, cool. So I'm the worst dad and also probably the best soon. But it has to wait for a couple of days. <laughs> so uh, freaking funny. It's crazy, dude. So we'll see how it all shakes out. You'll hear about it, uh, you know, when we record next. But, I, uh, hey. I'm just throwing it out there. If you're following me on social media, you're going to see a reaction video because I bought the girlfriend soon to be Mrs. A house. It's crazy, dude. That's amazing. I'm so stoked for you. We like, we put the offering on the house together, Mm. but my friend's the real estate agent. So I've set this up from the very beginning. (laughs) So she doesn't know everyone else. Like her parents know and her brother knows so tomorrow how many people know okay good dude yeah so tomorrow (laughs) or not tomorrow but christmas morning ish yeah yeah Uh, you know that's a serious uh deal dude i love it right here's the worst part everyone's like no you're gonna get a ring for christmas and i'm just like ooh. yeah well (laughs) kind of one up that one there already how about i just bypass that and go straight to this Like what a ring? I think Costco has them. We're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can We're get a ring fine. anywhere, dude. You can get a ring anywhere. <laughs> the ring's being built, so I'm waiting yeah. on that. 
Well, you're good. You're the man. You're the man. Uh, <sighs> Christmas, well, dude, man. We yeah, we got a lot things. planned. A lot of stuff going on. Um, but should we talk about some writing stuff? Uh, I feel like it's it's time. What do you want to do? Dashing through the snow <laughs> in a one-horse open sleigh. <laughs> Over the fields we go. Imposters along the way. Right? How's that going for you? Um, you know, I have my ups and downs. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of crazy when you're talking to other people about imposter syndrome. Um, you know, and we posted our last episode about the, you know, my personal struggles feeling like an imposter. Mm. Um, but it's crazy. Like I've, I know authors who have put out six books who have like 50,000 followers and they're mm-hmm. like open about like, I feel like I'm not a writer and you're right. like, what? And, like, and, you make and six weird, figures. <laughs> What's weird about that too is a lot of us are sitting around like we want what they have and and feeling like we're idiots trying to get there. And then when you get there, you still a lot feel of like people idiot. turn around and feel like idiots. You know what I mean? It's yeah, it's, it's a weird business we're trying to be part of, man. Honestly. Oh, for sure. And so, and uh, I had a writing group last month too, mm. and talking with you remember Donna and yeah. Debbie. So I was yeah. talking with Donna about it. And she mentioned something that Mary Robin keeps telling us um, for post cruise stuff is when you hit a point and you feel like an imposter, mm. it's not like a video game where everyone celebrates. You skip the celebration, but now everything's harder because right. you leveled up. And so like that really helped me get through a lot of it. So mm. just a kind of side note to kind of caveat on last episode, but like, you know, a lot of us are leveling up. We are becoming better. For sure. And, the, and then life knows it. And they're just like, you used to beat up on bunnies. Here's a, <laughs> here's a tiger. Yeah. And that, and that's the thing, man. I And, you know, you and I obviously uh, text quite a bit about where we're at with our writing and stuff. And, and there's a couple of things I would like to do as soon as Christmas is over, like basically next weekend. I have next weekend to revise a couple of things and there's like three submissions I want to do and just get them out there before, cause they close, you know, December 20 or 31st or whatever. So, you know, I'm just going to keep doing that while I work on my work in progress. Um, but I actually, I've been feeling too lately and I haven't even told you this. I've been feeling like I really want to go back to, um, fantasy. fantasy. I really want to write some more fantasy lately. And that's how, that's where I've been feeling. I'm like, ah, I mean, I love what I'm writing right now, but I just really want to write my fantasy. What's up? It means you're in the yucky middle. You feel like it's not working. I hit that. I I hit. So I I was like that the other day too, because I've been watching The Witcher. Dragon which is legit like like cool fantasy like to Ugh. inspire fantasy like i just like fantasy shows like however yes. you feel however you feel about witcher aside i really like the fact that it exists and yeah. that it makes me want to go back to writing fantasy I, i'm in the same boat i actually feel like i'm a better fantasy writer than i'm a sci-fi writer than anything mm-hmm. else but i i purposely have stuck to this project to prove to myself i could do it yeah and I and, I put off a fantasy project for now over two years, mm, and and I'm ready to go back to it. I think and kind of reimagine it a little bit. Yeah, actually, that but technically, aren't you writing urban fantasy as well? Um, I wouldn't call it urban fantasy, but yeah, there it's like a um, 
I, I don't know. I call it sci-fi fantasy, but it's basically a modern fantasy. Like it's, it's fantasy things happening in <sighs> a, Ooh. in a, you know, in a, I, you know, a little like bit, that term. a little bit in the future from us. You know what I mean? I was going to say, I like the term modern fantasy. Cause the yeah. other day I decided to start describing my current whip as a futuristic fantasy. Yeah. Well, and I mean, <laughs> and I like that too. And, and the, the idea behind it is like there it's, it is a fantasy, but it's happening now, you know, 40, 50 years from now at the most, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, it's just, it's basically now times, but like fantasy things are happening. I don't know what, how you classify it. I've called it, you know, you can call it speculative sci-fi fantasy. What I don't, I don't look. And this is what I got in trouble with a little bit right when I was doing my critique on the boat was, you know, they didn't like what I, it, it came off as fantasy a little bit, even though in my head it's sci-fi because it is sci-fi, but it's also heavily, you know, fantasy, you know, yeah. because it's, it, it, it's not swords and sorcery, but it is magic and big bludgeon weapons. <laughs> well, it, <laughs> you know what I'm honestly, it, you could kind of say it's, it's kind of like Lord of the Rings meets Starship Troopers set yeah. 40 years from now. Huh. I like you know that, what I mean? Dude. Yeah. Like, did you just give, did you just give me my comparative? Uh, my what is it? What what, are they, what do you call them? Uh, comp titles? <laughs> I I think I did. I think you just did it, dude. I, I hope you're writing that down. I, I, I'm writing it down. What did you say again? <laughs> Lord Starship Lord Troopers meets Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Four uh, years into the future. I like that. I wrote it down because that's better than I thought. Yeah. Well, I've read part of this story or at least a a short story in this same universe. And like your main antagonist entity. It's easy to say. It's like starship troopers. They're coming to kill everyone for no apparent reason that anyone can figure out. Right. But you still have the fantasy element where it's like Lord of the Rings, where it's a soft magic system and you don't know the depth of the magic. Right. Exactly. Thank you, my friend. Don't worry. We can work on that later. This is why we do this. Anyway. <laughs> I love, I love this. I've been, so I've been using uh, altered carbon mm-hmm. meets Mistborn when the main protagonist turns into John Wick. Damn. <laughs> but you, the you problem only got is three I, out of three giant titles in there. And I love it. I know. But so my issue though is, and we're on a tangent here. I love Altered Carbon, by the way. That shit's legit. Oh, I'm so excited for season two. I have a very robust magic system. Yeah, like it's it's a D and D magic system. Okay, to an extent. Um, so that's the hard part I have describing so far. Yeah, it's all right. But it's. If you've read Mistborn, if you've done the Alloy of Steel series with Wayne and Wax, you guys understand the magic system there and the element of creating others who have the same type of powers. Right. Which is a, a huge plot in what I'm currently writing. Indeed. Well, buddy, um, that's where we're at, what we're doing. I'm going to talk about this week. strong. <laughs> uh, that's Good. what I, you know, we're going to talk about some stuff, but like, Let's talk about how we're going to end the year first. Okay. I'm in. I'm in too. I 
will finish at 50,000 words. Okay. In my current whip. Nice. I'm at 38, 39. It's not too bad. So I've got some time. Whew. Like seven <sighs> days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this has, this has a, um, a little bit of a feel of a, of a NaNoWriMo moment right now. <laughs> Nano wasn't so good to me, but I've learned that if I write a couple hundred a day, I, it helps me out. Yeah, for and sure. So I, and I'm at a point where I just need to sit down and do it because now I've got the next easy 15,000 words ish ready to go. It's just a matter of writing it for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, finishing strong is important. I mean, I, I, I think about that all the time, you know, playing golf, for example, I just played yesterday and it's like, you know, you gotta, you know, you got a couple holes left and you know, you got a, a number in mind and and you just gotta, you gotta get as close to that number as you can, you know? And I, I think that's, I think that's super important. Um, so yeah, man, 50,000 words is good. I, I, like I say, I'm, I'm going to submit to those three publications. Like I said, Faya Clark's world and, uh, uh, what's the other one? Oh, one called Dominion, I think it is. I have to look at my spreadsheet. Oh. Um, but there's that one's a black publication as well. But uh, I think I might be getting that mixed up with another one. But uh, I, I don't know. I like to get I have three stories I've been working with and revising like crazy, you know, for various things. And none of them have been picked up. And so why not keep trying? You know, maybe someone will like it, um, you know, uh, or I put them in the trunk and be done with them after this year, which is probably what's going to end up happening. Hey, nothing <laughs> wrong with that either. No, nah, for sure. What else about this year? No, man, I, that's really all I've got. I'm just super excited to, to continue working with you, mm-hmm. working on my writing and working in the community. Um, I know next year we have a lot of big stuff coming up for sure. Um, so I'm actually really excited about that um, and kind of getting our brand out there. Um, mm-hmm. That's the name, the word choice I'm using, but uh, starting next year, hopefully we can do a little bit more marketing and be at some more events for you guys and bring in a lot more guest authors on because we just did not have the chances last year. Um, even yeah, though it's we tough wanted because to. it's tough because uh, especially for me with some of the family stuff and things I've had going on, like it's been, I, I've, unfortunately rescheduled more times than I feel like I should have. I've got more shifts covered than I should have at my other job. And I'm just trying to kind of float through here. And I like to reassess a little bit going into the new year and, and really commit to a schedule um, that I can hopefully stick to. Um, Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, coaching will happen (laughs) by the end of February. So that's going to be a mess. So it's Fine. It's fine. We'll get a it's guest fine. host or something. <laughs> wow, dude. You're but placing you me already? That's cool. Yeah, well, the problem is I can't because you can't, I do all the things. You do all the audio. <laughs> I'm just trying to make pe- people feel better about you not possibly being here. No, nah, I'm good, dude. We'll, we'll figure it all out and it's all going to be fine. I just I just want to make sure I have time for everything. And like I say, um, I, I love that we can do this and I want to keep doing it. And I love that people are listening. I know I have not been as vocal in the discord lately as I should be, but like I said, this time of year, family's in and out coming back and forth and, and shit's crazy, dude. It's, it's holidays, you know? So January will come and things will slow down a little bit. January will be a little different because I won't be coaching yet. And I only have one 
major thing happening. The wife's leaving for about a week. Uh, she's going to Mexico with a with a friend of hers. So uh, other than that, it should be good for the most of the month. It's a long month. Hey, I'm excited for you. Yeah, man. It'll be All good. Right. So what are we doing this week? What are we talking about after 20 minutes? Hey, hey, that's just their <laughs> intro. What's up? Welcome to the real show. <laughs> so let's let's talk about world building a little bit. All right. Something that I find interesting in no matter what I read. And I don't know why it always stands out to me. Two things. One, language. Okay. How people use curse words or bad words. Kind of like in English, we use words like shit, damn, crap, fart right. knocker, butt muncher, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> yeah. And I got to throw those little ones in there for the YA people out there. Um, butt muncher. <laughs> <laughs> is it not a great one? Uh, it's fine. Continue. <laughs> um, so, you know, I kind of want to dive into this on you. Like, mm. Bringing up examples, if we can, of where have you seen what authors have done a good job finding replacement words that fit within the worlds that they built and the languages that they use um, in their works? And what have you what have you gained knowledge wise from that? Yeah, um, I think in fantasy um, and sci fi, obviously, you see this often um, because it has it reflects on the culture and what's going on around them. Certainly. Um, for example, one of my favorite curse words of all time. Um, so there's two, there's, well, two franchises. One is um, Battlestar Galactica. Okay. The other, and the other is uh, Firefly. Okay. Mm. So what's interesting about, I'm going to start with Firefly. What's interesting about Firefly is that series is kind of more like a space Western where the future kind of melds with Asian cultures and stuff like that. And so a lot of the curse words and a lot of the, um, when a, when a character has to put emphasis on something, they may you they may speak Mandarin, for example, you know what I mean? And it's, it's not a language you understand, but you know, it has an emphasis, you know? So you hear, yeah. you hear, you hear words from another language that are just flow right out from English to Mandarin or Chinese, whatever you want to say. And it just happens right away. You know what I mean? Um, and I love that. Um, Battlestar Galactica. I, I think it's a little bit of an easy one, but I love that they did it. And um, instead of saying the F word, they say frack. And it's just something that they always say in Battlestar and it's frack, frack, you know? And it's like, you can get away with it. It has the same emphasis, but it fits the world. And, and that, that always made me happy. And it's like, you know, something, you know, something's happening or someone's getting chewed out yeah. when, when the, when the battle star F word is getting thrown out, you know what I'm saying? That's funny. So growing up being, um, LDS from Mormon, uh, we used to do that all the time. So instead of saying shit, it was shiz. Yeah. Like, you find replacements. Like we at one point, at one point, someone instead of saying um shit, say sprite. Like and that <laughs> caught on for a while. Nice. I don't know. But yeah, you find replacement words and things like that. Right. Um currently things that I've read, like I default to Brandon Sanderson on this one because I think he does it well. No, he does. He's got he does it throughout his entire Cosmere. 
mm-hmm. and you pick up the same words here and there. And one that always sticks out to me is Resh. Oh, yeah, that's good. And it's yeah. throughout, it's in his current YA series, Starfinder or Starsight, um, that series. It's in the Mistborn series. Mm-hmm. It's in the Stormlight Archive. Like, it's super fascinating to me that he's brought that word through multiple different worlds in his Cosmere. Right. Um, another one who does it is uh, ooh, uh, Tim Butcher. Jim Butcher. Jim Butcher. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Jim Butcher <laughs> in the Dresden Files. Yeah. Um, the main character, Hezri Dresden, does curse, but there's a few different curse words along the way that he drops that is from the magical community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I always find that interesting and like, okay, how can I pull that out? Because in my writing, um, in my current draft, my first draft, I'll just throw a regular word in there. And my intent is to go back in mm-hmm. and do a replace all okay, and come up with my own words. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For shit. I want this for, fuh, I want this. Like, right. Right. Well, I think that's really interesting, man. And I, in the, in the stuff I'm writing right now, it's so current day. Like I have been using regular yeah. curse words, but I feel like, I feel like there has to be something that comes from that. Like in my fantasy series, I do have a few words I use. Um, mm-hmm. And that just has to do with the way that the universe is constructed. You know what I mean? And so they're blaming things on like the planes, for example, you know, like instead of like, you know, like I, one of the things I realized back in the day um, that I loved is like in um, Dragonlance and and D and D, those type of novels. One of the things they would always say was "by the gods," and I say this all the time. I ah, yes, it, you, you know, if, 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 <laughs> you know, you know, I say it all the time, and it's like "by the gods," and it's like, you know, and, and I'll come up with my own little stuff, but um, you know, in my in my fantasy. You you feel like I don't know I've always felt like I have a little more freedom to mess with that a little bit, um, and I think it it brings a more robust um, or a more a deeper history to the world. You know what I mean? Um, and the language and that kind of thing to show that things are evolving and to show that um, the language has existed for a long time. You know what I mean? Because yeah. people are uh, everybody's on the same page when it comes to curse words and stuff like that. It's similar to our society, but um, with that little bit of flavor, I think that brings a lot to the text itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so let me ask you this um, on language. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that if you are not using everyday curse words that we are used to and you use a made up curse word mm. with the same effect, can you use it more frequently? I, I think that's a character to character thing. Yes. I mean, yes. And I think it depends on the story you're telling and the characters you're using. I mean, if a character is a potty mouth, I mean, yeah, (laughs) I mean, that should be, I mean, you don't want to, you also don't want to make it to where that's all the character says. I mean, what's the one, I can't remember the name of the character now. Um, it's in Sanderson's, uh, stormlight archive. Uh, um, it's that slang term he uses for Goncho. You know, when he, he says Gancho all the time and it's like, I, yes. And, and no matter how fast I listen to that book and you know, and what's going on, like anytime that character is speaking, you know, it's that character because he uses that word all the time. Yeah. And, and he always uses it at the end of a sentence. Yeah. It's like, and it's, it puts the emphasis on it and it marks it as a, 
this is who's talking, you know? And yeah, well, it also defines his region. Exactly. Right. Um, so I find that one super interesting because it's not a curse word. Mm. It's slang, but it's more like at the end of a sentence when you tell someone something and then you just add, yeah. And or you man, want them to make sure. Or, you or, know what I'm saying, man? Something like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the same. I'm glad it, you brought that one up. That was that, that's a good one. That's always been on my mind too. Yeah, because I have no idea what that word means. Right. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter yeah. what it means. It's it's the same in every language. Uh, you know, uh, every language has its. You know what I'm saying, dude? You know what I'm saying, man? Yeah. Something like that. There's some little slang, some little emphasis on it. That ah, um, dude, I know, you know what you're saying, man. Right. Yeah, and so it just it it is what it is, and I I like that personally um no it makes a lot of sense but so when it comes to language though mm. and this is going to be a tougher one have you seen anything when it comes to gender identities in fantasy or science fiction um where it's more than the binaries um yes and it's actually really interesting because oh, what is it that I just read recently? Um, is it is it Starsight? It's Starsight that I'm thinking of. Yep. I think Star. Um, so Brandon Sanderson did it in Starsight, mm-hmm. and, and he I've, did a really good job. Uh, of, and I, oh, I can't spoil alert this either. Yeah, we don't want to spoil anything, but he did a really good job. There's a couple of species, uh, alien species. There's a myriad of aliens in the in the text, and so what ends up happening is. The character is moving, you know, it's a first person narrative. So you're going through, you're going through, you're going through. And what's interesting is when they come up against characters who it doesn't matter, or there's a lot of they's, yep. there's also a lot of, um, and, and I think they even came up with one term and I can't remember what it was, um, with the species that was split before it was born. Um, there was a term, I think they came up with it. Um, but I'm trying to, I can't remember what it is now. Uh, um, I know what you're talking about when they um, fuse together. Dyad or something like that. Like they came up, there I, was a, there was a word that, that well, dyad meant. Star Wars. Maybe it wasn't dyad. Um, I know. I think it does. I think it's very, very similar like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the alien species, the male and female counterparts fuse together, like mm-hmm. in a cocoon. Yeah. And then they start testing. And this is the crazy part. They come out and they're half colored. Because right. normally if you're male or female, which is deter- isn't determined until you actually mate. Right. Um, you're either blue or you're uh, red. Right. And so the, and I, I think it is dyad. I'm yeah, going to research I think it's dyad. I think so the dyad, which is a combination of both, has experienced in both the, the male and the female or the mom and the dad. And, uh, it's split down the middle on coloring, right? Half red, half blue, and it's got some emotions and and thoughts from both parents. Yeah, and experiences like a, is so cool. And it's like a a budding, it's like a it's like a budding personality that hasn't yeah. fully formed yet. And they're testing the personality though, which is right. the crazy part, right? And they can go back through, right, and remorph to bring out different traits and qualities. Exactly. Yeah. Totally crazy concept to me. Brandon did a great job on that. Uh, that was excellent. But, you know, and, and, but again, my point is there is like, that is an example of, okay, not only ha- am I not identifying male or female, they might choose he or she, but it doesn't matter. The point is, is 
is that's where that particular alien species is at. And then the author's job is to get, is to use the pronouns in a clever way to make sure that all comes across. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so they always refer, you know, and I like the non-binary, that's basically a non-binary person in yep. alien form in Brandon's universe. You know what I mean? Cause you can't yeah. get any more non-binary than that. You've got a male and a female smashed together to form a new thing that is still figuring itself out. And it's a really beautiful way that he did it. And I, I'm, I mm -hmm. really, really enjoyed that a lot. So, well, and I, I don't know me personally, I think the human life, we're so limited in our experiences and what we can and cannot be right. um, just based on physical nature of ourselves. And he's been able to explore a whole another section of everything that we can't. Exactly. And I love it. And I don't know. Y'all know how I feel about Brandon. He's a great guy, great author. Love listening to him talk and things mm -hmm. like that. Um, another one I wanted to bring up though. Um, and now I can't remember it because I just read it not too long ago. Oh <laughs> um, well, yeah. The broken earth series by NK mm. Jameson. Um, even though, you know, people are identified as male, female, a lot of the times, um, sexual preference doesn't matter. Mm. There's no, nothing, uh, where it says, oh, I'm straight or, oh, I'm gay. It's mm -hmm. yes. They sleep with men and women, or they sleep with just women. Right. You know what I mean? There, there's nothing outstanding about that. Um, it's part of the, oh, norm. Man. it's, it's the norm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's the norm at that point, which I, I thought it was done really well, especially in a fantasy setting. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's J.Y. Yang, who wrote, I think it's, it, it may or may not be an entire series, but I know there's at least one book um, that she wrote, or they wrote, excuse me, in a complete non-binary description. Oh, interesting. Everyone oh. is they, them. Oh, wow. It's just how the culture is. Interesting. I yeah, have I mean, not read that one, but I've heard it can be very confusing to wrap your head around at first and yeah, it takes that, a while to get into. Yeah. But I think once you do, it's like, Oh, well I, I, and, and from what I understand about history, that was a little more ubiquitous than it is now as far yeah. as using they rather than he, she, or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, and I think that's important, man. I, I feel like we're at the point now where we just need to let people live and be who they are and none of it matters we have the language so oh, for sure <laughs> you know we, we sure. should be able to figure it out <laughs> so with regards to language do you have anything that's pressing in your mind about kind of what we've talked about with languages um, anything you want to ask me because i'm always asking you questions yeah you ask me on a lot spot. of questions and i and i appreciate that um no i i i think i'm good i think the the main thing that I'm trying to think of and when I'm thinking of going back to writing fantasy, I want to be able to, because I put this project off um, for so long and this is actually the second pass at it. I was a much, a much younger version of me wrote the first novel. Um, and this is like a re, re a fully almost a full rewrite of the book um, and the world. I would like to incorporate as much of everything that I've learned and where I'm at now with what mm -hmm. I did before, you know what I mean? And so whether that be, you know, really making, um, for example, I created this, uh, this race, um, this race that is 
anyway, I, not to go crazy, but I create a race as one does, but I want to make that voice of that race very unique in some way. And I, and I think this is kind of the way to do it. You know what I mean? Um, right. not, not, not the typical kind of cliched, like, well, my race doesn't use contractions. Well, okay. Well, that's fine. Or they, you know what I mean? Or they speak really slowly or whatever, you know, I want to, I want to figure out some marker uh, on some way to make that a little bit more, um, uh, not tangible, but realistic in the world. Yeah. You know that makes I mean? sense. Um, so that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I have sort of the cuss words and stuff in place already. Um, but I would like, um, I would like to make the voices of the races a little more distinct. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, makes a lot. So, to segue in part two of the conversation, which is cultures, okay. which is why I asked about the language in regards to gender identity, because I think that's largely a culture thing as well. Um, let's talk about holidays, man. No, no one talks about holidays in books anymore. I feel like, especially in fantasy. Yeah, like well. No one celebrates anything like unless it's like the king's birthday, but it's like it's fancy, man. Give me some Christmas shit. Well, you know what's funny, man, is I read a lot of you know Dragonlance and and D and D based stuff back in the day, and there were always a, there was always a festival of some sort. Like yeah, you know, you go to a city and there's a freaking festival. Okay, so what's the festival about? What does it matter? No one Doesn't knows. Matter. None of it matters. Nobody no cares. It's a festival. <laughs> the king wanted to see some jousting. So everyone spend your money. Yeah. This festival it's happens like during Thrones, winter. Dude. So it's Christmas E, right? Dude, it's like King Robert in Game of the Thrones, man. Right, I'm like, right. Oh, I'm bored. Let me see some jousting. Yeah. And and it's like, and, and a lot of times that's what comes across. And I, and I find that really interesting. But at the same time, really interesting that that's where we go. But yeah, having... There has to be, I don't want to, honestly, though, I don't want to see Christmas in my fantasy. But you know, I want to see something like it. Yeah. That's me. A fully, you're asking for a more fully realized yeah. uh, holiday yeah, uh, uh, system set up. It's a, it's a system, like a magic system. Hell you want yeah. a holiday system. All right. So, okay. So in my, in my current work in progress, right? My whip, uh, one of my scenes is, well, Part of the book, a large section of the book is like a six hour period or 24 hour period Mm. over the summer solstice. Okay. And a big event happens and it's a big thing to do in like a thousand person town though. Right. But everyone comes in for this event. It's tradition. This is what you do. You come in here, you go to the market, you sell Mm. your wares, you do this, you do that, you know, and it's. Are you asking for something more unique? Or are you yeah. asking for some more not unique, but I just want to see it. Like I've mm-hmm. read so many fantasy books and they don't talk about holidays. Like it's not a thing. Well, but and, as far and, as human culture goes that we know right. of on this earth today, it goes back hundreds of thousands of years. Well, and that's the thing. And and a lot of times we get our holidays they started, you know, pagan traditions and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But you know, gods and stuff aside, when it comes to fantasy, a lot of times it has to do with, um, you know, cause a lot of fantasy worlds or whatever have multiple moons, for example. So when the moons align, you have this big festival or something like that. And I, you know, it'd be nice to see more of that, but again, it kind of depends on the story you're telling too. Like, does it matter that they have holidays? It kind of depends. Building. Like, 
world, it is world building. building. It absolutely That's all is I'm world say building. On that. No, no, you're right. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not disputing it. I'm saying yes, but at the same time, the world is deeper than okay. It's just another day. Well, this is also going on too, and this is what makes the world. This is what makes the the world deeper is because you have these other things going on as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. think you're right. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I love the Christmas season, mm-hmm. but I'm also the guy that I don't change during Christmas. Like I'm still gonna be the dumb smiley kid across from you in sure. like August, like <laughs> I am in December. March <laughs> is a different story, and April, depending on how much rain we get. Okay, true, I'm not gonna true. lie. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I just like it. I I, I did a D&D Christmas one shot last year. It was amazing. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's just stuff like that where it's like, just hit at it. Talk yeah. about it. Like, how has it changed? Mm-hmm. If it's a sci-fi, if it's fantasy. Like, the U.S. has a holiday every month. Uh, a holiday every day, in fact. Yeah. There, there are National Blank Day. National Apple Pie Day. And it's oh, like, that's okay. a good day. Well, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying that every single day of the year, there are multiple national blah, blah, blah days attached to it. You yeah. know, I mean, well, and think of and and look at what Mother's Day and Father's Day has become um, outside of our big holidays. You know what I mean? Those are other oh, huge, man. huge marketing holidays, you know? Ooh, you hit the nail on the head. Marketing holidays. Yeah. So it got to the point where it's like, all right, well, everybody's celebrating this day. Okay, how can we make money off it? You know? Yep. Mm. And if that's part of the story you're telling, that makes a lot of sense too. True. True, true, true. Well, yeah, I went off. I went off on that one. Yeah, you did. I'm very upset. Mm. Because I'm staring at Brandon Sanderson's books and I know he doesn't talk about that crap at all. Nah, not really. Mm. It's going to be all right. I'm so sad. (laughs) All right, man. So if this is the last time we speak, which it might be, but this might not be the last time you hear us. Um, This may not be the last time we record this year, um, but this will probably be the last episode that posts this year, depending on when we, when we do our other show, there is, there is, there, there are rumors between (gasps) Nick and myself that we will have a reaction show to Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Uh, and that will post on our Patreon feed likely um, either end of, right before the end of the year or beginning of next year. So if you are not a patron yet and you want to hear our thoughts. Should we talk about The Mandalorian too? Because episode eight, the last episode comes out Friday too. Yeah, dude. Yeah, let's talk about that too. Because I love. What about The Witcher? Ep- Episode seven was ridiculous. We can talk oh. about The Witcher too. Look, we can do a whole thing, but I'm just saying, I don't know how much time I got, but we'll do it. <laughs> hey, look. Oh, <laughs> I'm yeah. just fucking with you, dude. Someone's got to put all this shit together too. Right? <laughs> well, I, I, like I can coordinate schedules. I'm, I'm messing with you. I'm, I'm happy with wherever we're at. And honestly, man, uh, you know, we started this show this year. I want to say how much I appreciate you um, bearing bearing with me and my constant I'm, rearranging of our schedules. I'm blushing. And, uh, and just for being my friend, dude. It's been a good couple years, and um, I'm really happy with where we're at, and I want to continue it, and I wish you and yours the very best of the Christmas stuff. <sighs> Amen, my friend. I wish I could turn my computer around and let you mm-hmm. see um, that I have our experience 
post it up on my wall here and your Christmas card next to it. Nice. <laughs> you knew you were going to get one. <laughs> Actually, I didn't. That's fine. It's, uh, I didn't know we were even doing them until the wife asked me for addresses. So here we are. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I'm like, oh. are we doing it this year? She's like, I need addresses. I'll say, all right, fine. That's <laughs> funny, dude. Yeah, you know. No, it dude, it's been a good year. It has been. Not gonna lie. Uh I've been happy about things. Imposter syndrome sucks, but mm. it but comes a, and it goes. Yeah, but I think there's a lot to look forward to, my friend. And yeah. you uh, know what's, go ahead, sorry. No, I was just to say next year we got, you know, we got Mocon, we got you know, WXR again, um, and various other things. And, um, you know, another year recording the show and, and I'm happy with where we're at. So, right. Well, you know, what scares me the most, it gives me the most imposter syndrome feeling though, doing our show and not being published. <laughs> well, cause I'm like, we gotta, I'm, I'm a crock shit. Next year is 2020. It's the year of Nick and Marshall being published. Dude, hell yeah. And even if that means self-pub, I don't care. It doesn't even matter at this point. Oh, hey, uh, did you see Luke got uh, nominated for a Stabby Award? I did not. Check out his Facebook. Right on Facebook? Yeah, I'll check it out. Facebook or Twitter oh, no. or whatever. That was a few weeks ago. I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah. How cool was that nomination award? Yeah. That's what I want. That's badass, dude. Well. I know. Uh, here's the 2020, huh, buddy? Woo! T-shirts next year. <laughs> and I just want to say JK Dub. <laughs> this has been Just Keep Writing, a podcast for writers by writers to keep you writing. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter, and Nick is at Bright Inks. You can find this show on iTunes and your favorite podcasters, so like and share this show with your writing community. If you'd like to share or discuss anything we talked on the show or whatever you have going on, you can post it on our Discord channel, Facebook page or send it to me. I am Marshall at marshallcar.com or Nick at Nicholas Bright at brightings.org. You can find our writing and the show notes for each episode on our websites, marshallcar.com and brightings.org. Lastly, if you want to support the show, the best way to do that is patreon.com slash just keep writing. And you can find us there and give us a couple bucks an episode and help us do what we do. And we can help you now just keep writing. 